and welcome to QUT News, Views and Spews. And with me in the Spews studio today, I have... Rory Scott. And Michael Scully. And I am Susan Heatherington. And today, first up, we're going to talk about strawberries. Um, there's been a lot in the news over the past 24 hours about contaminated strawberries. And I'll be honest, the first time I saw a picture of a, a needle in a, in a strawberry, I thought... Is this one of these things where people are uh, trying to get money back yeah. from, uh, you know, a supplier or whatever for accidentally finding a, a strawberry? But no, no. Um, the story has really developed over the past 24 hours. What can you tell us about this, Rory? Um, well, I couldn't believe it at first that there were actually needles inside strawberries. Um, I, I thought it was it might have been a metaphor for something else, but when I found out that there were actually needles in inside strawberries in multiple different states, I couldn't really believe it. Yeah, and, and these strawberries all come from a, one particular strawberry grower um, on the Sunshine Coast, and the fear is that it's a disgruntled former employee that has deliberately tampered with food. Uh, Mike, what do you make of this? Well, it, it's, you know, we've been tampering with food or we've heard stories of people tampering with food for generations. But uh, this one, it's ugly because it's new, you know. Um, and it's, it's, you know, the company is a victim just like the people that are getting caught up buying these tampered, uh, these, uh, tampered with fruit. Um, I'm not being very articulate today, but... But you can just imagine if you're a parent and a lot of, of strawberries are, are, are fed to, to right. children because they're very nicely packaged, they're easy, you can they're take small, them. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, uh, that you feed a strawberry to your child and suddenly you find there's something else in it. Now, we've been pretty lucky in Australia and have a, a really quite tight food standards yeah. and an expectation that they're going to be be followed but you know there is there seems to be a, a growing trend to to tamper with food you you've covered a, a number of these and have some experience of what halloween is well, like yeah. in the states um very different from here in australia i know that halloween is becoming uh in fashion here in australia and i'm surprised by the, pro the lack of protocol that i got used to seeing in in the u.s um because in the 70s and 80s, there were a series of events where children were being poisoned by uh, candies that they were receiving as they were trick-or-treating, which has to be the ugliest of crimes. Um, so the, the, to see something like this happen on the eve of Halloween here in Brisbane um, and Queensland um, could be setting the stage for what could be another tampering event during Halloween this year. And, and so in, in the States, what would typically parents do to, to guard against that? Uh, my sister has four young ones, and she's pretty vigilant about it. She has a list of rules, and those rules include uh, no homemade or, uh, yeah, no homemade uh, uh, items like um, cake, or cake or cookies. Um, nothing that's unwrapped. Um, so no smarties. They have to be in the packaging. M &Ms, yep. And uh, the children aren't allowed to eat anything until they get home. And my sister will actually dump their candy out on the dining room table and inspect each piece to make sure that there's nothing in there that's been tampered with. Because um, they were sticking razor blades and 
Could you imagine? And oh, no fruit either. They would stick razor uh, blades in in apples. So there were all sorts of really ugly things that took place in the last 30, 40 years in the States. And the last thing I would like to see is that happening here in, in Australia. It is a very sad indictment on our society that it has to, to come to that. But on the other hand, um, copycat behavior is a real problem. Yeah. And once somebody has done it, you know, uh, strawberries in Needles and strawberries is really not all that different in many ways to razor blades in, in apples. It's a similar, disgusting, revolting, uh, pointless and horrible crime. You know, you just, you can't fathom it, can you? And targeting children. Now, now speaking of crimes and their severity, Alan Jones has to pay um, a, a, a record amount of, in the millions, three million because of things that he said about the Wagner family. Um, there's been lots of commentary in the last 24 hours, some of it along the lines of, well, he had what is coming to him because he yeah. has made some fairly outrageous statements in the past. What are you hearing, Rory? Um, I'm hearing a lot of both sides. There's sort of the two ends of the spectrum where you're, you're either it's a ridiculous amount of money for these brothers to be getting or it's... Ex exactly what Alan deserves in the fact that he's been doing this for so long. And I believe it was actually his ninth def defamation case brought, um, brought against him. So you could say that he deserved it, but it's also like you have to look at the evidence and then see and then make your own decisions, really. Mm. I mean, basically, he does behave as though he's above the law. He, he does seem to think that for whatever reason he has the authority and the ability to say whatever he wants to use his microphone as a weapon. Well, Jones is a radio personality? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, well, and a legend in his own lunchtime. Okay. Yeah, he loves himself. <laughs> and and so he's on the radio daily? Speak, Every morning, yeah. yeah. And what, what does he usually talk about? Himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, news in current affairs. Yeah, he's um, a, very yeah. good at making his own style of commentary about things that are going on. Yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, one of the interesting things is, is he does have a panel show that runs on Sky News. Yeah. Funnily enough, this defamation action um, payout was not mentioned on yeah. Sky News last night. Um, and news limited papers were late to the party to tell us about it as well, which I think um, is is a tragic um sign about our media. I did read something in The Australian um, this morning that I found interesting by Chris Merritt, who says that, you know, allegedly in, in Queensland, there's a cap on defamation of just under $400,000, uh, which makes you then wonder, well, how do you get a $3 million payout? And the answer is because there is a, an ability for punitive damages. Okay. Yeah. Um, the problem for Joe Average, like you and me and, and so on, is that um, if we were to be maimed in an industrial action, we, there is no accident, there's no way we would get a payout wow. like no. that. Yeah. And yes, words hurt. Yes, your reputation is important. Mm. But to say that, um, you know, I don't buy sticks and stones don't break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Yes, mm. they will. All of the bullying claims, etc., tell us very much. Yeah. But physical injuries also hurt. And I think there's an inequity in the law 
on this point. And there've there've been cases, and it was a celebrated case of an NRL player, and I. It's a while ago now, but I do remember that an NRL player was shown in a picture in the Women's Weekly or Women's Day in a change room article and his penis was showing. Mm. Um, And he got a very large defamation payout on the grounds that it could be perceived that he consented to the photo and therefore he was the type of person who would allow his genitals to be shown in public. Massive payout. The payout, which was greater than had his penis been cut off in an accident or or in a crime. And when it comes to that, you just can see why people are saying there's no sense in this. This this is a very large, ridiculously large payout. But, um, you know, a a lot of me says Alan Jones had what was coming to him. And um, I, I think there's a lot of glee. But Tragically, when, when the precedence has been set in like other ca- in other cases like the one with Rebel Wilson, yep, where she where she got millions as well. It's sort of you sort of feel like that if they get that much money, then why can't I I get that much money? Well, indeed, it's the, indeed. it's the precedent of if if this much money is at play, then it, uh, yeah, it what, becomes what, normal. Why is my reputation yeah. not worth defending yeah. as much as Alan Jones's or the Wagner uh, family or? Or Rebel Wilson. Uh, still in Radio Land, the Triple J hosts, um, Ben and Liam, were pulled off air yesterday after a prank. Wow. They, they do a wake-up call where they ring someone at ungodly hours and play something loud and offensive to them. Out of dare, they thought it would be extremely funny to uh-huh. ring their, their new boss. Um, and they were pulled off air. Their boss didn't like that very funny much. Enough, yeah. What do we make of that? Um, I feel like as if they could have made the decision that that wasn't the best idea to ring their boss, <laughs> let alone a new boss right? Um, of a big radio station at 6am when he's probably got a million things to do that day. Right. His his worst thing to happen to him has been woken up by his own, people. Yeah, his own, his own staff saying, listen to this. Um, don't be mad about waking up at 6 a.m. when that's probably his only time where he can relax in that day. But having said that, is there a horrible double standard going on there? Because radio breakfast shows do it to everybody else. And, um, you know, that's okay. He signs off on doing everyone else. And, you know, if it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander or whatever the the saying is. I recall a time back in my... um, my days at the at the Sunshine Coast Daily, where I had to, I was writing one of those daily snippet columns, you know, things that um, that interest me, and um, our newspaper decided to hold its Christmas party in January, because there wasn't all that much money left in the financial year, and okay. January was in the new budget year, okay. so they could splash out on a, a Christmas party in January. Now, there were a lot of people in the lunchroom that were just talking about this, saying how how ridiculous it was, how you know they needed to get their priorities and traditions and families and so on and so I wrote a piece in my snippets column, which had had a go at just about anyone on the coast okay. on the day, about a company, and I didn't even say it was us, <laughs> uh, about a company that you know that times are tough when you have to, wow. when companies are putting their Christmas parties off. 
uh, until January. And I was called into the editor's office the next day and, and wow. given a, a please explain. I thought, well, you, 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 you could have read it um, before it... it um... Did they publish it? Oh, yeah, it was published. Uh, it was published and that, you know, the fact checkers or, you know, whoever let it through was obviously also similarly peeved that um, the Christmas party was in wow. January and let me take the rap for... Well, the, the cliche is, you know, at the company Christmas party, you're supposed to let the, well, at the picnic, you're supposed to let the boss win, right? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get that memo. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I missed that wow. one. Um, so, yeah, let that be a lesson to you um, that, uh, yeah, not, not the boss. No. Now, I'm, I'm claiming victory today. Yeah. I'm claiming victory. We're, we're closing with The Bachelor yeah. like, like we haven't before, yeah. but... Big points for Rory. Rory, yes. dedication, ha studied up. Has, has studied up and is now going to summarise the trauma that social media went through last night at, at the, the Brooks Big Secret. What, tell us about Brooke. Uh, well, all week, the media has been saying how big of, of, of a reveal this would be, how... How te how terrifyingly great this this new reveal would be. And Brooke, at, on... Brooke is our front runner. Yes, uh, she, uh, she likes her. She's the, the current favourite. Um, been on the most dates with Nick, so the, and got the family stamp yes, of approval. Yes, got the family's approval. Mm. So this so this announcement, it it almost se uh, seemed like she was going from hero to zero, but. Funnily enough, this was not the uh, the case as the reaction from everyone at last night's episode was what was this drama about there's no point in in building something up like i uh, uh like this she has a secret she has yes, a secret she had a big a, a huge, huge secret a, ga well, a game changer game a game changer. what happened oh. yes so Brooke how big was the secret Brooke revealed that she'd had three big relationships in her life yes and two of them were with women but then she goes on to clarify but I'm not a lesbian or bisexual or anything. It's like, wow. really? And your definition would be what? <laughs> but it was it was framed in such a... In such a light that it, it was like going to change everything about what we, wow. we and, thought. And, and that it was framed so much from a heterosexual yeah. viewpoint that clearly we would should be outraged and that the honey badger is not going to love yeah. her anymore because but it's okay she almost said it's okay because i've seen the light and i now know wow. that i want men and children as though there's that, only that, as though you have to yeah, do something yeah, yeah. As, as though there's only one package and mm. and you can only wow. do it one way so how did social media react <laughs> well they uh, weren't very happy bit of a meltdown that's a bit of a meltdown that if that as this segment is called news views and spews, the spew was quick, and it was Technicolor. There was yes. so much of it splattering everywhere last night, wow. yeah, and and deservedly so. Seriously, we must have progressed yeah. past a point with the whole referendum with same-sex yeah, marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we just got over the stigma of the homosexuality in say modern TV in Australia, right. that they're just now. Doing the same thing with bisexuality. Yeah, yeah that, and it's like it's it's not the same thing, but it's it, it's in it's it's in the same light that you you, you can just say it doesn't matter who you love. So yeah, and and that's what Brooke said. You know, I actually I fall in love with people, and yeah, not with genders. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Why is this a game? <laughs> How is that changing? an outraging perspective oh, on life? What, what a what a dreadful thing to say, Brooke. Wow. How dare you? I'm not. Uh, of course, we'll all be tuning in tonight. Of uh, the, the, our, our honey badger. Took the news, 
with great excitement, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he, he took it well. But, you know, maybe after 24 hours where he gets to reflect on the horror of yeah. this revelation, he... And he, his reaction was pretty funny because it was built up that it was going to be huge for him. And then he wow. said, oh, okay, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is next the same thing. episode where they brought in an FBI... Um, researcher, lie detector, to um, see, is, who's, to see who's, who's lying. lying so, yeah. and, really? and it was on the back of that, yeah. the fact that she was going to be outed, um, that she decided wow. it was time to be honest. And it's like, oh, please. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> please. But, of course, there's more of The Bachelor tonight. I'm not sure who's in the wow. studio tomorrow, but um, my guess is that we we'll might find another excuse to talk The Bachelor, and that will bring our second week to an end. So thank you very much, Rory. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Susan. More spews tomorrow. Good night. 